Welcome to the OC24 podcast, where we've taken some of the best talks and discussions from this year's 24-hour conference on global organized crime, which showcases some of the most interesting research into organized crime around the world. This episode is called Organized Crime in France. Hello, everyone. Good evening. Good afternoon. Welcome to this new panel of the 24-hour conference on organized crime. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, with a fantastic panel this evening um, to, to talk about organized crime in France and how this uh, notion and this concept is actually problematic in the French debate, scientifically, politically, and also in the public debate. Um, we'll be waiting a few minutes for people to come in, but let me uh, first introduce, in the meantime, our panelists tonight. We have um, three um, researcher in their own way, uh, meaning in their uh, in different uh, type of research. We have a, a PhD candidate from the Corsica University, Tomasco Giurati. Uh, welcome to, to the conversation, uh, who will be presenting his findings on organized crime in South of France. Um, we have um, a journalist uh, tonight as well, and, um, and a researcher and an expert on, on the mafia uh, concept in the French debate, Jacques Fouleroux, welcome. Um, and um, um, I would say uh, an activist, but I don't know if that term would apply, uh, would satisfy you, um, but actually uh, an expert from um, a civil society organization, Crime uh, Alt, uh, Fabrice Rizzoli, who is uh, joining us as well tonight and who will be um, um, talking about why it's so difficult in France to talk about the mafia and organized crime. So without further ado, I will pass the floor to Mr. Rizzoli, um, reminding our audience that a question can be asked in our chat during the presentation. Um, and as well at the end of each presentation, if you have some uh, informative question to ask, if you didn't get a concept or something. And I will open the floor at the end of the three presentation for the discussion. But for now, um, Mr. Rizzoli, please, you have the floor. Thanks. So welcome for my speech, uh, analyzing organized crime without academic sources. No problem to be an activist uh, uh, tonight, uh, even if I'm a, a PhD graduate and uh, I teach in university, but today it's a, good, uh, it's a good job for me to be the activist. When we speak about organized crime in France, uh, I will take the United Nations Transnational Commission definition in Palermo to Fadon with 11 criteria. I've got a slide for, for this. It's not so important to speak uh, about the criteria uh, tonight. But uh, with this definition, we can say in France, we've got a lot of homicides everywhere, even uh, with Kalashnikov. Uh, in Corsica, in the last uh, 30 years, uh, we had uh, 30 homicides per year for um, 3,000 inhabitants, which is a rate very, very strong. Uh, French youth are the ones who smoke the most cannabis in, Euro in, uh, in Europe. So it means that in France, uh, we have a lot of uh, uh, drug trafficking. French criminal groups are not so visible in the media, except how with the new news channels, but it's very uh, superficial. Uh, it's not an academic subject. And the link between corruption and politics, and politicians, sorry, is not uh, uh, studied. Uh, we've got an important economic criminality, but we are not sure that the link with organized crime is uh, uh, always active because um, the sources, we have a lack of sources. Um, so we are going to speak about that and be careful to geopolitical representation too. This is the definition of uh, uh, organized crime by the United Nations. Uh, about the institutional source, uh, sorry for the bullet points. Um, of course, you've got every criminal statistic in every, in every democratic country. You've got institutional reports. Uh, we had for time um, uh, observatory of the, the criminality, but in general, they didn't because not exist anymore. Um, uh, they didn't study organized crime. We've got some exceptions. We are going to speak about this. Sirasco. Uh, Sirasco is an intelligence service of the national police, but this report is not public. 
1992, we had uh, parliamentary uh, commissions on the tool to fight the infiltration attempt by the mafia in France. It was a very interesting, uh, it is a very interesting uh, report, but this is the representation about the foreign danger. You see, a lot of Italian uh, mafiosi are coming in France and um, are doing some, uh, making some offenses, but they didn't speak uh, enough to uh, about French organized crime. In 2000, you've got a parliamentary commission on money laundering and tax haven. We have some uh, important information, but not a lot about organized crime. Now we have the confiscated asset agency report, but the data uh, is not qualitative. For example, there's no link with the case, uh, the criminal case and the assets confiscated. So it's very difficult to make some research. Uh, one of uh, uh, something very important for me, the justice decision or the court ruling, I don't know the, the, the best word to say that. Normally it's public, in, sorry, not normally, in theory it's public, but it's a war to get access to this decision. So it's difficult to make some research. A recent report from the specialist judge in organized crime pleads for anti-mafia tool in France, but this, is, this report is not public. Same problem again and again. About scientific source, of course, there are some academic source, academic papers by Nasser Lalam, Jean-Louis Briquet, Laurent Mukili in this academic center. But to my mind, there's no continuance in this study on organized crime. I will let Tommaso Giuliati criticize my negative uh, analysis. About the journalistic source, we've got a lot. We can read the stamp every day, but it's better to, to read the local one. Uh, uh, you've got a, a website, crimorg.com. It's for organized crime in the world, but you have all the news on, on French organized crime. So you've got a lot of books by specialists, as Thierry Colombier, Jacques Folleroux, Philippe Pujol, Xavier Menou. As you see, uh, this picture, this is my teacher briefcase because it's impossible to study organized crime at university. So for the synopsis, I had to bring my own books for my students. It's very easy, but it's important to do it. So what the, do the sources say? First representation, maybe uh, we have an invasion of foreign mafia. The statistic said the opposite. The French criminal organization represents 80% of the crime org criminal offense, sorry. So it means uh, drug trafficking, extortion, kidnapping, money laundering. So uh, it's the French organized crime who is in charge in France. Is the French organized crime is a light version of organized crime if you compare to Italy? Maybe, but in the same uh, uh, police report, we read that there is an adaptation to globalization with sophisticated financial arrangements to lower money, especially in Corsica. So it's not a light version to my mind. And there is another debate in France that there's no French mafia, but we can read sometimes there is a mafia organization. It means very strange that we don't want to recognize the existence of mafia, but sometimes because they are very powerful, we can say it's a mafia type. What's the typology of the French organized crime? There is two big, okay, a category, classic one. The Corsica is number one, for example, but we have some uh, uh, gangster like this in Marseille, Grenoble, Paris, in the north of France. And we speak a lot in these sources about the criminals organization of this, of the disadvantaged housing area. We call that the Cité uh, uh, in French. We call that narco-banditism, narco-criminality, uh, narco-bosses, okay? What they are doing? They are doing drug trafficking, of course, racketeering, attack of armored cars. It, it was a, a specialty of French organized crime in Europe. Um, slot machine management, waste trafficking, even if the sources are not uh, uh, enough, but I'm trying to see something. 
Uh, money laundering, of course, there is the huge impunity about immunity uh, about money laundering because it's very difficult to make the proof uh, in court. Okay, but we have some recent case, very interesting, with a lot of money uh, laundered just for uh, uh, cannabis trafficking. But we don't have access to the court rulings. We, you write to the to to the to the court. They don't answer you. Uh, you send an email. They don't answer you. You don't have it. So sometimes you have to be a friend of a journalist. He give you uh, this uh, document. You've got, of course, a lot of economic fraud. You see corporate fraud, and there is a paradigm of uh, this. Uh, it's about the carbon tax fraud, and you see you've got. Uh, 1.8 million uh, euros uh, um, uh, stole to the to the state, but uh, we are not sure that it is organized crime. But no matter for the, uh, the definition, at the end, the organized crime is racketeering this uh, economic uh, organization uh, who do some fraud. There is a lot of corruption in France. Uh, about the judge is very rare. We've got one case very important. Now we have some cases about police corruption, very important. One is uh, definitively church, uh, not, uh, not the, the second one. We've got some corruption of politicians, of course, with case and systemic violence, uh, as we said, uh, for example, in Corsica. So uh, we can see these pictures. Uh, uh, of course, it's, it's, it's 10 years ago, but you can see the, the situation very incredible for this uh, small island. About drug trafficking, we have a, a, a very uh, important uh, study made by uh, academic researcher, uh, uh, you've got the name, and you have some uh, figures uh, about, you know, for example, the turnover of the drug trafficking in France. So they said three billions, and the Cirasco said uh, two billions uh, uh, four years before. Uh, some figures are very important. For example, we can say that two, uh, uh, 200 or 40,000 people involved, which is very important. You've got who the people can hurt some money with drug trafficking. And to my mind, there is there was a lot of impunity for the wholesalers who were based in Morocco, Spain, Santo Domingo, and Dubai, but it's, it's changing. We, we, we will speak about that if you want. Of course, uh, I told you the, the impunity about money laundering because it's very difficult. In the Atlas de Mafia, which is the beautiful sources, but there is only two or four pages on the, uh, um, the French organized crime, but it's a very important sources about uh, uh, geopolitics of crime. Uh, you can see the representation of um, this settling uh, uh, of score in the Marseilla, but it was, you see, uh, eight uh, uh, years ago. We don't have this uh, continuum, okay, of study. If we speak uh, about, uh, you want to, to deal with the, the corruption, I want to show you something, sorry for the picture in France, but the Guerini case uh, in Marseille. So we have an action about uh, from the justice. Politicians, not only politicians, civil servants and entrepreneurs are convicted for corruption offense. They are linked to organized crime actors. If you read the book uh, of Xavier Monnier, Philippe Pujol, and if you see other cases in Corsica, if you leave Jacques Follereau, you see something with a, a politician. But in general, gangsters are tried separately. So you can have well, you have to work a lot to make a geopolitical framework, but the sources, to my mind, uh, um, it's a problem to do this uh, framework. And I would like to conclude, uh, I have a dream of an independent resource center on uh, organized crime in France with uh, um, civil servants, uh, academic researcher, uh, journalist, activist, whistleblower, it will be very, very um, efficient to my mind to understand organized crime in France. It's time for me to let Thomas de Rodrigo and Jack Follow speak. He are the sources. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Fabrice, for this uh, very interesting presentation. And of course, I, I didn't put into question your uh, academic credits. I was just pointing out the, the case that you wanted to make today. Um, 
So uh, without further ado, I will uh, give the floor to uh, Domasco Durati, who will present his research on organized crime in France, showing that there are sources, there are ways also to present them differently. Uh, and um, and the, uh, the absence of a labelization of organized crime under a certain concept may not uh, prevent totally the field to exist. So Tomas Gujarati, you have the floor. So, um, <clears throat> um, yeah, the, um, there are some, some sources. Um, although the, the concept of mafia is, um, is hard to, um, to keep. And I, I totally agree with you, Fabrice, on the fact that there, there are uh, scientific researchers, but uh, in those it's, it's rare for, um, for researchers to, to mobilize the, the concept of organized crime uh, when they're looking at the French field, meaning that uh, the, the most of these researchers research sorry go to 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 look at some uh, at one single illicit market and and that's the difficulty or we have uh, journalistic sources which uh, which try to explain but it's not totally their work it is partly and i also really agree with you when you say that that it's a war to, to get judicial sources. That's my main, uh, that are my main sources for my, my PhD. Because uh, even though we had the, the authorization of the, um, the Procureur de la République, meaning the, the boss of the appeal court, sorry, I don't know the, the translation. Well, I, we had to wait a year and a half uh, to, to get the, the files uh, to analyze. So it was kind of huge. Then, uh, I'm sorry, since my, my English is bad and um, the time is, is limited, I will try to, to read, but uh, understandably. And um, everything that is not so clear, please feel free to, to ask after this presentation. So uh, at first, uh, good evening, or morning, or afternoon. I don't know if there's some people from the US or Australia or China. Um, so there are some exceptions. And we actually have two, uh, two publications that uh, explicitly mention uh, the existence, well, the existence more than this, that question, the existence of organized crime. So one is an author that you already mentioned, Nasser Lalam, who published in the um, classic, uh, classic review with uh, sorry for the pronunciation an article Tomasco, called... I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you we don't hear you very well Could you, don't you please now check is the... it better it is better a little yeah your mic was okay. uh, there was something so on there... your mic yeah sorry uh, so there's an article from uh, Nasser Alam on how organized is French organized crime and then Jean-Louis Briquet published a chapter uh, trying to, to argue what a French mafia would be on a um, working on a Corsican case. Um, of course, uh, I was ready to mention the journalistic value, but you already did, and that's great. Um, and what I'd like to point out is also that there's an, you know, um, you see, there's no historical mafias in France. So that's quite evident. And what's interesting is that um, in the 70s, the, the Americans and part of the political class uh, tended to, to find these uh, historical mafias in, um, in, a, in an organization that was actually forged by, by Ian Fleming, the, the author of James Bond. So it was called the, the Union Corps. It was um, took by the Time Review. It was mentioned in the McClellan hearings that most of you must know. Actually, as shown by Jacques Folloreau, uh, among others, and Alexandre Marchand, this organization never existed. So it's quite evident there's no historical mafias in the sense that we, we tend to attach to um, Italian historical mafias. Or maybe some power syndicates, but uh, Fabrice, you already mentioned it, and it's great. So I will go straight to my, to my thesis. It's, there's another thing that I think is important to, to mention that is, you know, uh, French organized crime 
as actually a long story and and kind of an unknown story because Marseille has been one of the, the first cities in um, in France where settlement of scores by firearms took place already in, at the end of the 19th century. Uh, also, always at the end of 19th, uh, beginning of the 20th century, French thieves have been uh, by between the first in Europe using cars for their robberies. This means that they were they were able to to have a robbery at uh, 300, 500 kilometers from their home. It was quite difficult to, to make the investigations. Also, and that's always important because we always, always mention French criminal groups as kind of ethnic groups. Uh, that uh, reinforces the metaphor of the external body. It was something you, you were mentioning, Fabrice. Uh, and still, what is... Uh, quite evident when you look at the history of French organized crime that it's, it's really French, uh, not just by the nationality, but also by the, um, the external relations that you can observe, even if they're kind of spot. And, you know, the, these thieves are organized with the, within the colonial system. They're organized within the political system. And also to give an idea of the importance, we have to think about some supply chains that are forged uh, in the 20s in, within the colonial system for the white trade. So the, the, the smuggling, the, the, I don't know how to say that, of women, French women, in order to prostitute themselves in the colonies and Southern America. And it's these same supply chains that have been used as first and mostly in the French connection, that is a system of clans smuggling heroin in the United States. And then the same supply chains were, have been reverted since the 1980s uh, to import cocaine to France and from France sometimes to Europe. Uh, <clears throat> so then, so then let's go to to my direct um, direct PhD research. Um, it's a research, it's a sociographic analysis of uh, 94 uh, criminal associations tried at the Appeal Court of Aix-en-Provence, which is a, a small town that uh, maybe not all of you are familiar with. It's near Marseille. And the Appeal Court judges the, the appeals of the trials um, judged in the, the provinces, the departments of Marseille. Toulon and Nice, so the southeastern, the southeast of France. Um, the idea was uh, always the same. So we, we don't have organizational charts in French organized crime because uh, you, you don't have historical mafias. You have uh, kind of free associations, but still last a lot. And so we had the problem of, okay, if we don't have organizational charts, we need some indicators of social positions. So the, the first one would be that, you know, um, uh, a trial for criminal conspiracy is an expensive trial. So you will go there if you have uh, solid elements that the criminal conspiracy is strong. And thus, if you go to appeal, you will have the resources or the will to, meaning that uh, you will find the, the upper class of the, of the, of the underworld. Uh, <laughs> and that's what we call the, the milieu. Um, so in these 94, um, in the 94 um, criminal procedures, 94 files, we, I have been able to, to retrace uh, the, some the, the social characteristic of uh, 1041 individuals um but um you see 1041 individuals uh 65 of which uh, are indicted several times and that's really interesting afterward that's the reason why you can find here 1069 uh, indicted because some of them uh, appear several times. So <clears throat> what's interesting, I will try to keep it quick and then you will you will ask me if needed uh, some precision, some of the methods. What is what was needed to me was to have some indicators, qualitative and simple 
uh, to retrieve indicators of social position in the criminal field. Um, so I could find two. The first one is the an indicator of reputation that is quite easy to build and is linked, really linked, with all the social variables, social characteristics that allow me to consider that my um, my sample of the inmate population is not just representative because of the difference with the general population, uh, but also a peculiar kind of inmate population because it's an upper part of this same population. It, that will be the, the presence of women, the professional insertion, and so the age, and so on. Um, the other is the criminal status, and I, I built it. Um, sorry, it's a little messy, but just to understand the dynamic and, and go on. I've built it with um, assigning... Um, pays on um, a value to the the role played by each individual in the um, in the criminal association, and then uh, weighted this value with the importance of the criminal association itself based on other indicators. These two indicators uh, were necessary to verify if these uh, I, I call them couriers uh, passeurs. It's a tentative of translation and I was not satisfied by brokers because they play a role, a specific role in the drug markets. Um, so sorry for the translation. And um, <clears throat> what was important is, can I consider the presence of couriers that is just people appearing in several criminal conspiracies as uh, a qualitative indicator of in-betweenness centrality. Um, so can I consider uh, the presence of these couriers as some interlock links between criminal procedures? And here you can see a, a key square test um, indicating that these two qualitative variables as as it is constructed right now, it's just a qualitative variable. They are really strongly linked. Uh, this is interesting because it allows me to keep this graph uh, as valid. Uh, what is this? That's, um, we could call it like a, a photography of my database uh, in where um, each, each node is a criminal procedure the size of the node is the number of the individuals indicted in the criminal proceeding, and the color is the is the the core business. So the principal market in which the the, the association, the, the criminal enterprise, is uh, is active. So there's uh, several things that are interesting to me, and and that need more more work, more researches, more PhDs, and more uh, financing of research, which is quite sad in France because it's not so a happy time. Um, so you see the, the green, the green nodes are drug traffickers. And it's light green, middle green, and dark green for uh, just local resellers. Um, that's, that would be light green, like this one, or this one. Uh, this middle green will be uh, groups, associations that import uh, in wholesale and resell locally. And <clears throat> these dark green groups will be just uh, enterprises that work only on the wholesale markets. Uh, also, and sorry, uh, for just to conclude, the, the pink one will be um, uh, pimping, the orange one will be an um, organized theory that's almost absent, and the blue ones will be uh, extortion, so private protection uh, association enterprises. So, two interesting facts. There is, um, it's everything is according with the existing literature uh, made on other case studies, other fields, but it has never been studied, studied like this in France. So having this photography is, to me and to other people, really interesting. Uh, we can discuss it if you wish. So the, the first information is uh, there is porosity between markets. Uh, the second information is uh, something like expected. We have uh, a huge block in the middle and uh, a lot of uh, people not linked to this huge block. This means that uh, the presence 
of the, the couriers uh, indicates the existence of structural holes in this milieu, which was uh, expected but not, not determined in, in advance. And uh, this presence of structural holes allows to explain some um, relations of power within the, the criminal milieu, and thus to suggest a position of illegal governance, uh, of meaning the capacity of uh, to regulate the criminal markets, the criminal underworld, because it's actually, as you see from the different markets that these groups can invest, uh, more than a, a market, it's kind of a field. Um, so that's it. Thank you for listening. And I will be happy to precise everything needed uh, with the question. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for your very rich presentation and all the, the, the investigative uh, work that you've been doing. Um, I don't see any specific question in the chat for now, but I, I, I do have some, but I will, I will keep them for the end of the discussion maybe. Uh, and pass, uh, pass the floor to Jacques Folleroux um, to uh, present his uh, point of view on why uh, there is some resistance in France around this concept of organized crime and more specifically, mafia. Okay, thank you, Deborah. Um, first, I want to thank you for, for the invitation and I'm uh, happy to share the, this uh, virtual floor with uh, Tommaso and, and, and Fabrice. And uh, really, this uh, worldwide conference is a, is, a, is a symbol. It takes a part, you know, in the ongoing process of understanding how the organized crime, whatever form it can have, harm our open societies and our democracies. Uh, Fabrice and Tommaso have already pictured the, 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 the French organized crime. So I might be more useful if I try to point out the, the, the various reasons that makes France so reluctant to accept or at least to acknowledge the presence of a French mob on, on, on its soil. To, to illustrate this, uh, I will focus and base my point on the only, in, in my point of view, French criminal phenomenon that can really be seen as a mafia, the, uh, the Corsican organized crime. I've been working on these guys for almost 20 years. So oh, and I'm either I'm not going to talk about their, 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 their history. Uh, I'm going to briefly uh, stress out the reasons why those criminals succeeded in creating in Corsica the only organized crime that fits with the definition of, of a mafia. I mean, the meetings of criminality, politics, money, and the control of our territory and the population. Mafia definitely doesn't define a type of organization, a type of structure. It is a specific phenomenon of organized violence whose nature varies regarding the place, the history, uh, and the culture, etc. So the first thing that strikes me lies in the fact that the French state never considered Corsican organized crime as a priority, even as a reality. Uh, when these Corsican criminals decided uh, in, the, in the beginning of the 80s to settle down in Corsica, coming from Marseille or Paris, French government was mainly focusing its attention on the Corsican independentist movement. For them, it was a clear and obvious threat, threat to the state authority, and in French officials' minds, republic couldn't afford having a part of its territory claiming and fighting for independence. Uh, it was uh, the, the symbol was more dangerous than the reality of the threat. And the, the, the political violence was said to be more dangerous than the for the country than criminal violence. Even if we have to, to mention this, that the police working on the, in the island was, was pretty much aware of how serious were the consequences for the population, the society, and in the end, for the, for the so-called state control over the society, over, over the country, sorry. So all along the 80s and, and the 90s, the Corsican mob was very efficient in adapting itself to the political situation and played smartly the game, paying attention to remain in the shadow of the independentist activity or even serving as informants for the judicial and secret police fighting against independentist clandestine groups. It wasn't, of course, for free 
they, they, in return, they received different kind of protection that helped them to avoid being targeted by the justice and to carry out their business. So this official uh, policy against the organized crime in France has been made possible due to something in my mind deeply rooted in French very centralized state mind. Our famous Jacobine culture uh, enabled this and enabled this denial. And still today, it prevents in my mind, you know, the public opinion, the, 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 the parliament, the, uh, the French heads of state administration, and even, even a part of the justice and some high ranked people with police to refuse the idea that mafia exists in Corsica. For them, it's only kind of a, a fantasy. So in my mind, it is the old French anti-organized crime structure that doesn't meet the expectation in terms of response. Just one example, when came the time to, to balance the legal means at the, at the justice disposal with, with the huge capacity of the Corsican mob to protect itself, the, the, the French members of the parliament passed a law in 2004 that aimed at giving uh, access and protection to someone who would assist the police and justice with their criminal investigation. It took, it took 10 years to make this law a reality on the ground. Nevertheless, today in, in 2021, the, the head of the commission himself who decides whether or not someone uh, can be eligible to this program claimed that the system is useless mostly because the program is based on moral consideration and not just on efficiency. The text, the legal text says that if you are, if you were in close connection or where or another with the crime, which is under investigation, you can't pretend to be part of the protection program. So it is very challenging. We are dealing with the, the French culture, the French approach of that uh, 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 phenomenon of, of organized violence. Maybe we should take uh, you know, into account other factors, like the fact that Corsica is far from Paris, where the core of the power takes place in the country, in this country, where everything is decided. Or we could add another thing, maybe because Corsica is, is, a, is a population of no more than uh, three, 330,000 people, over 70 million, you know, over 70 million uh, for the whole country. But for me, it is not just um, a denial over the seriousness of the situation. It is a, 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 an official a public dismissal. This means that you accept that a shadow power rules a part of the country in your back, even if, you, if publicly you say the opposite. So for now, uh, against Corsican mafia, French government, whatever political sides it belongs, relies you know, it's fight on the current rule of law that prevails for any kind of crime. So although to fight the mafia, you need to extend the perimeter of the struggle because you are not dealing just with one crime, with one person, you know, you are dealing with the entire society that fears more the criminals than the state. And this is crucial. So Corsican people, uh, I mean, when we, we are talking about the fear, the, 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 you know, the fact that they don't speak out, you know, they, I think Corsican people are right to think that way, to have to, to, to feel that fear, because no need to remind that on this island, lawyers, civil servants, heads of official or commercial institution, people elected got killed just because they became a, a, a danger for the mafia's interest. So in the end, this denial of understanding, I mean, I mean, in the end, the, the uh, yeah, the, this lack of understanding uh, is a denial of justice for the population. And honestly, uh, you know, I think regarding the, 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 the what's at stake, the criminal threats and its uh, impact on the, on the Corsican society. I think it sounds like a cynicism at the, at the French government level. And the, there is, might be a difference with the local level. In Corsica, some of the politicians are obviously afraid. Some look away or don't want to mix in. Uh, of course, uh, the others might be considered as complicit. 
and owe their job to the Corsican criminals. And we had to, 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 to say as well that, of course, some of them, some of these local politicians are sin sincerely and genuinely committed in getting rid of the, the local mafia influence. But it remains, and it has to be said, very risky and challenging. So a lot remains to be done to move forward uh, in order to help this island uh, to, 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 yeah, to face, uh, uh, to free itself from, from this, this organized crime. And I think we, we, it is not unjust uh, um, to say that this, this island is, or, or today is held hostages by, by the mafia and uh, no one really cares about. That's my point. Thank you very much for, for your presentation and um, your very um, strong uh, perspective on, on the existence of mafia in Corsica and why uh, the state is ignoring it or, uh, not, or, uh, or not recognize it as it should. Um, we have one question in, in the chat um, that I'm just going to going to read right now. I'm sorry, I'm actually reading it. Um, and I will open the discussion later on. Uh, but so the question is um, um, about the link uh, of uh, uh, is the, this absence of, of uh, organized crime conception linked to the fact that, for instance, to put a lot of attention on terrorism. And um, so it's not so much interested in organized crime itself, but have other uh, political priorities. So that would be uh, one way of explaining as well this denial. Or uh, would you argue, and that's the, the following of the question, that French uh, approach to terrorism is actually another way to deny uh, the mafia phenomenon that you're referring to? Yeah. Uh, once again, it's the, uh, if I clearly understand the question, it's uh, to understand wh why the states uh, uh, consider as a priority to, 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 to fight against struggle about terrorism. Yeah, I think we are, the, the, the problem lies in the fact that uh, we, we in, in this panel, we know we are trying just to, to picture reality as it is. We don't have uh, underlying you know, uh, uh, consideration because when you talk, when you are in a state position, when you talk from the governance position, you are as well. You take you you take into account your efficiency, definitely, but as well you are dealing with uh, uh, your image. You are dealing with uh, 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 balance, you know, of strength. Uh, you are dealing with politics, and uh, this means that uh, when you have to to make a choice. Whether you prioritize, you, you, you think it is a priority to fight against terrorism or the mafia, then it is a, a, a kind of, you know, a short term a strategy. And definitely, uh, if, you, if you fight first against the, uh, you know, the, 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 in the Corsican independentist clandestine groups, that uh, you consider that uh, it will be, it will harm uh, much more, it will much more uh, harm your, your image, your public image. You know, over the, the 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 French public opinion, than uh, dealing, fighting, uh, you know, against the mafia, because the mafia, what's what's the, the major difference between the, uh, the the independentist movement and the Corsican, you know, uh, a mob, it is that they are not aiming at the same thing. They they the criminal don't want to don't want to go public. They want to remain, you know, just like uh, the more secretive as they can, just to 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 to, to keep on their businesses. If they're illegal businesses. So I think it's a kind of, it has much to do with uh, cynicism uh, in my mind, but let's, let's, let's give the floor to Tommaso and Fabrice on this point. Thank you. Um, would you like to respond uh, right away to this question or may I add mine to those? I would like just to, to stress one point is um, actually France is, is knowing um, you know, it, it's an actual problem that uh, it's really hard to, to think of organized crime as a, a political problem. And that's also why there's, there are um, associations that try to bring on some social anti-mafia policies. Um, 
either at national level or, or at local level. But actually, the action of the police and the justice is quite strong. And France is knowing um, a penal inflation and the number of procedures is uh, kind of growing and they have some special jurisdictions. So here, it, it's, we still have a, a long path to, to go, but uh, I, I don't know if we can just say that the state is not aware. I don't know. I, I find that the Gires in particular are kind of really active. They can do more. And they they also complain about the the lack of a, of a mafia mafia offense, but still, mm-hmm. I, I find that there's a lot of work in there. Francis, do you want to follow up? I'm going to do a provocation, uh, as usual. Um, maybe the I don't know if it's it's terrorism the point, but for example, uh, the French states have other priority. Uh, they make the war to a lot of country. Uh, there is an history about uh, colonialism. So for example, Jacques said, um, maybe uh, the state used the organized come against the uh, Corsican nationalists, but we know that the state use the organized crime against uh, the people who want to keep the Algeria in France. So uh, if you take uh, our state with the nuclear weapon, the nuclear energy, uh, the fact we are all over the world, uh, we have the francophonie, okay? So for politicians, for example, organized crime is something not interesting. uh, of course, there is some cynicism, of course, there's some priority. So this, this is a country different from Italy, for example. It's not the same state, it's not the same history. And organized crime is not considering that something dangerous, to my mind. Thank you. Um, I, so if, if you allow me, I would like to, re, um, to add on what has been said and try to understand the, the, uh, the whole exchange here that, um, so we, we've tried to underline some reasons why uh, the organized crime in France is not uh, well recognized uh, in the research field or at the political uh, level. A uh, few, few uh, areas where um, pointed the lack of access to data, even though they do exist, uh, the transparency, um, of the data themselves. Um, I understood there is also um, a problem of terminology and conceptualization behind the term of organized crime and mafia uh, per se, uh, but also some political interest of denying its own existence. So my question, uh, if I did understand uh, each of those perspectives, and it's a question that I'm building on Anna Sergi remark in the chat, uh, but I don't know if if she has actually a mic to and would like to take the floor to expose her point of view. Um, But the question would be, um, so is it only a cultural matter? Is it only a categorization and conceptualize uh, a conceptual problem? And um, is there any other way to explain uh, this denial? And, and then um, what kind of difference it would make if we actually label criminal activity that happened in the territories as a mafia linked or, or not? Uh, so that's, uh, that's the, the question. Um, can, can I answer? Because I will find an example of what I said just before, please. For example, if we speak about the money that the state gives to the justice in France. 10 years ago, the budget of the Italian justice was double that the French one. We speak about France, a high uh, powerful state, war, uh, United Nations, etc. Uh, the budget of justice of Italy was the double of France. Um, so if you don't, f- 
look for something, you can find it. For example, to my mind, uh, the French justice didn't do uh, something very efficient against organized crime, but it's changing. Um, about 10 years ago, they began to modernize the uh, justice tools against organized crime because you've got some directive, European directive to, 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 to say to the state to do it. So 10 years ago, they began to make confiscation against organized crime. 10 years ago, they began with the intelligence service of the national police, Sirasco. Uh, not 10 years ago, but they vote for uh, a statue of a witness protection. There was a huge problem, Jacques spoke about it, but it's, uh, it's changing, okay? But if you just explain of what the money we give for the Dutch justice in France, you're not surprised that you don't fight the organized crime. Thank you. Jacques, Thomas, yes, you yeah. wanna... If I, if, I, if I may, you know, just like the floor. Uh, yes, you, you, Deborah, you mentioned the, the, the cultural, uh, you know, differences and, 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 and different, different, you know, approach and uh, cultural uh, aspect of the, of the problem. You, it, it is definitely, uh, uh, we undermine this aspect, but, you know, we, I think that the way France, our country, is dealing with uh, the organized crime threat or the mafia uh, uh, influence of our society. It, 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 it take a, it, it, that takes uh, us uh, back on the, on, on the way they, uh, let's talk about France. Uh, I think it refers to the way the French state has been built. You know, uh, it refers to the, to the place of these states in regards of the of the democracies uh, uh, of the parliamentary you know powers of the regional you know uh, 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 powers uh, uh, institutional uh, political uh, it, it I mean we have we are we are dealing at, we are not just dealing with crimes you know fight against criminality we are as well talking about the uh, the symbol you know of the authority. And uh, when in Italy, and Fabrice uh, uh, knows more about this, but uh, when the, the Italy, you know, uh, has to, to respond uh, to, the, to the Sicilian mafia uh, 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 violence, uh, it was decided because first, uh, it, the, it, the, this violence, you know, uh, reached uh, such, such a level that it wasn't possible to bear, you know, it was unbearable for the Italian state, even though uh, the, the, the history of this state, you know, was, was, was uh, quite different compared with France, you know, and we all know about this. But back to France, uh, it is still very difficult when we talk with the, you know, these, the, the people in the French administration, where, when we talk about this, the, this, this, this threat uh, represented, you know, by by the, by the Corsican criminals, they don't see the 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 concern. They don't real. They don't realize that. They say you overreact. You over, you know, uh, analyze the problem for whatever reason. Even if if you have good relationship with the person you're talking to, uh, so. That's why, you know, uh, I go, we, we, we need to go, you know, beyond the only uh, lack of data. You, you, you're perfectly right to mention that. It is, it is uh, the first point, uh, even, even though I, I'm not facing that kind of uh, difficulties compared with Fabrice or, or Tommaso. But we are as well, we are dealing with many things, you know, many different levels that explains in the end, you know, why in this country it is so difficult just, just to talk very, you know, peacefully uh, about mafia, you know. And one more thing I, I would like to add, uh, to mention, is the fact that I'm, I'm really surprised by the, the even the, in this country, definitely, uh, by the, the, yeah, the, it's almost the ignorance, you know. When we talk about mafia in France, they all have in mind the, uh, the Sicilian model of the mafia. Or it is pretty obvious, I mean, uh, that's regarding the country, 
we, we are not talking about the same kind of organiza mafia organization. If you are talking to the Georgian mafia, to the Japanese mafia, and so on and so on, even within the Italy, <laughs> like La like, Camorra like and, and Drangheta and, and, and Cosa Nostra, they are not organized the same way, definitely. So we we have to put we, we need to put an end at this false debate. You know this is it is a dead end discussion talking about this uh, this conceptual you know uh, uh, discussion about that. We need in this country, and that's what I'm trying. In this country, I'm talking about France, of course. We and that's what I'm doing. You know, in my with in my day as a journalist, we have to to keep on working in to keep on describing with facts, with the sources. What is this Corsican mafia like, you know? How does it work? Who, how is it organized? How, how, how its influence, you know, plays a role, you know, on the society, on the local economy, how the, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, this Corsican mafia doesn't just like, they don't, yeah, you know, it's uh, they they operate world. I mean, all over the world, you know. Mm -hmm. And thanks to many, and in the, in this regard, you know, when we are talking about financials, uh, you know, sophisticated uh, uh, links, you know, with banks, with uh, uh, I mean, they have they 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 look like you know every every kind of mafia on, on the planet. Thank you. Anna, uh, would you like to expose your proposal of, a, of a, an analytical model? Okay. Yeah, thank you. So, uh, sorry, do, do you want me to uh, repeat the question, one of the questions, or just to comment back? Please, uh, on, on the model that you, you, you were you yeah, were I was just, in the Yeah, I was just wondering, because um, I've been working on comparative perspectives many times, and obviously when you do that, you have to consider uh, what words mean and obviously the cultural differences mm -hmm. and all of that. Uh, so what I found helpful in my research was to build um, a model in a way uh, which is both meant to consider the historical perspectives, which you, you all pretty much already looked at today. Uh, so what makes it difficult, what changes the meaning of the word organized crime, and uh, perhaps identify one or two elements of the research that somehow um, uh, of the historical network, the historical evolution that somehow bring um, you know, the, the, the concept to the forefront of what it is today. If you were to explain to a five-year-old what is organized crime in France, what would you say? That kind of thing that everyone can relate relate to in a way. And then to this, uh, you, you probably need to look at the evolution of uh, criminal law uh, and, and the socio-legal dimensions of criminal law. So what is that informs criminal law? To give you an, an idea, uh, when you go and look, for example, at the United Kingdom, Kingdom. Um, so I'm not talking about Italy, I'm not talking about the US, the United Kingdom, which I find, by the way, very similar to what you said today about France. Um, so the United Kingdom has a complete disregard of organized crime legislation for years. 1994, no organized crime, everyone comes from outside, these bloody Polish people, whoever they are, um, Romanians, then came the Turkish, then came whatever. Uh, then in 2015, they they had to somewhat uh, obey the rules of international law and they put in this, this legislation, which is very little use, doesn't mean anything. It's basically just, a, you know, um, just there to please the international community. But once you understand why they have such a difficulty in putting the law up, and uh, the reason for that being that their system of law does not allow to uh, use any legislation that criminalizes group crime historically, then you understand why is it so difficult. And the this, this similar thing with France, I mean, for what I know about criminal law in France, obviously, um, I don't know the legislation on organized crime, but I know that, you know, that our Italian criminal law comes from French law. So you will have some element of the so-called societas celeris, the delinquent society in you. And therefore, that uh, understanding how from that you arrive to today's legislation will tell you what is the idea of group crime and why is it the group crime can be attached only to certain crimes and not others. And I think that's the Italian and the Americans, what they did 
was to completely change, as Jacques was saying, uh, to react to certain um, impossible to ignore facts, but uh, in order for you to understand why and to actually put up the, the discourse, you probably need to understand at the very beginning what makes the norm of organized crime the way it is. Uh, in, and obviously why you say it's not enough, fine, but there are reasons why it's there. And those reasons are the first point. So I don't know if I was clear, but uh, I'm happy to you know, give any other input or readings or whatever. Thank you. And uh, just to, to answer to quickly to a part of your question, because that's the only one I can answer to. Uh, on the historical point of view, yes, you're definitely right. Uh, France sanctions criminal associations since the, um, the Napoleonian Code, so since 1810. And uh, the model is uh, a kind of a type of gangs that was called chauffeurs, meaning um, burners, because they actually, they were organized to go into an isolated house and burn the feet of their victims in the chimney um, in order to extort them. Uh, that was the model. So the, the very important uh, dimension in order to prosecute someone for criminal associations was the existence of an organizational chart. So the other thing, and that's interesting because it's actually the, the same, um, sorry, I can't find the word. It's the same stru legal structure that, that then goes to the terrorism uh, regarding the anarchists in the late 19th century. Uh, then it's a kind of abandoned and it really comes out uh, the Associ Association de Malfaiteurs, it's called, so criminal association. Uh, it really comes out in the 70s, still with the terrorism. And on this path, uh, because of the um, difficulty to prosecute anarchists with this um, inculpation, uh, with this chief, um, it was changed and uh, France got out the dimension of hierarchy. What's interesting is um, then you have another one that is also a criminal conspiracy. It's called Bond Organisé, Organized Gang. Um, and what the Cassation Court very recently, so sorry, I just skipped towards uh, a century and a half. Uh, what the Cassation Court very recently just decided to distinguish the Bond Organisé, so the organized gang, that is the criteria in order to prosecute under organized crime regime. And this means um, um, uh, detention, longer detention, uh, facility to, um, to the eco judiciaire, uh, to, to, to tap in the, the telephones, and you know, all the uh, inquiry techniques of police, they're extended if the, the hypothesis of uh, policemen and justice is bond organisé. So if they think there's a hierarchy, so again, it's it's the element of hierarchy that structures the the representation of police and justice about organized crime in France. We are a follow up to what uh, Anna said. Uh, just to just to mention uh, a paradox, because uh, once again, if we are trying just like to. Uh, um, to 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 make an assessment to assess you know the 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 nature of the of the the government's response to that kind of violence we have to take one more time to take into account the fact that the 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 uh, the politicians the governments wherever they they are I mean they have this very short term you know software strategy they have a because. Uh, what what makes let's let's I mean let's try to 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 talk about, let's try to think about the what makes a government moving forward, you know, on that kind of topic like organized crime. I would say that the only thing that make them react it's like the violence itself, and uh, to talk about just friends, uh, the uh, as far as I remember. The only, the only, the only time, the only, yeah, when the, uh, the, 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 the word, the term mafia has been used officially by, by members of the government was in, two, in 2012, 
when and why, because uh, uh, one of the prominent lawyer, Corsican lawyer, uh, Antoine Sonacaro, uh, was killed. And, and, and shortly after, you know, the, you, you had the, the head of the commercial uh, institution uh, covering the old, the, old the, the southern part of Corsica, who, who, who was killed as well. And then the prime minister and the Ministry of Interior, they used the mafia. They said publicly, yes, we are facing, a we have a mafia problem in Corsica. And since then, nobody, nobody said, uh, nobody uh, used that word anymore. And the, the, and the problem is, lies in the fact that very recently, six months ago, one, one year ago, so in 2020, you had the, 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 the highest you know, rep representative of the state of the government in Corsica, you know, a woman, and she was asked by some, some journalists, local journalists, okay, uh, do we have a, a mafia problem in Corsica? And she and she she said no, she said no. It's not it's not a mafia here. We have some like a, you know we have a criminality as you know subject. We have that kind of thing, but no mafia. And uh, even the the highest you know uh, uh, level of the justice on the island, you know the the procureur general, uh, he denied that that too. We say mm -hmm. no, no, we don't have any mafia in Corsica. So you know that makes things difficult to 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 describe. You know to really establish uh, a, a, a shared common assessment over that uh, uh, phenomenon of organized violence that pressure uh, all uh, society and the territory, the Corsican territory. Thank you for this uh, addition. Um... I understand there's a lot of uh, actually political interest uh, behind this denial, and I would I would uh, maybe suggest that this is a reality in many other countries also in the world, not not only in France. Um, our session is coming close to an end. Um, I would invite you if you have a, a last comment to make it now. Otherwise, uh, would you like to add to add something, maybe Fabrice, on on what have been said? No, you're okay. Um, so um, let me thank you all for all your contribution and the discussion today. I believe um, all your inputs will serve the cause of uh, highlighting that organized crime do exist in France, even if uh, the polit politician and the government might not label it as such or recognize it as such. Uh, and that the discussion continues and invite you all to uh, continue watching this uh, wonderful uh, uh, conference worldwide. And let me um, thank you uh, all and thank you to the, to the organizers as well for this great opportunity to discuss organized crime throughout the globe. So we'll leave you here. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to the OC24 podcast. For more talks, have a look at the podcast feed on whichever platform you use. There are loads more to listen to. Video versions of these talks are also available on the Global Initiative Against Transnational Organized Crime YouTube channel. If you would like to share these talks around, we ask that you use the hashtag OC24 and let us know what you think. The 24-hour conference on global organised crime is brought to you by the European Consortium of Political Research Standing Group on Organised Crime, the Centre for Information and Research on Organised Crime, the International Association for the Study of Organised Crime, and the Global Initiative Against Transnational Organised Crime. For more information, head over to oc24.globalinitiative.net. This has been the OC24 podcast from the Global Initiative Against Transnational Organised Crime. Thanks for listening.